What's going on, everyone? Hope everyone is doing well. Welcome to Rambule, Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joe Blow. I appreciate every everyone, you know, coming through and hanging out with me today. Um, today is a episode I want to get in talking about. Uh, well, the title of the episode is called Hood Experiences, and so with that. You know, I wanted to talk about, like, you know, growing up, you know, basically the hood. And so a lot of people, since I was, like, I guess well-spoken or kind of weird and off into stuff, people thought like this, like, this nigga's not hood. And so people didn't know, like, before, like, like mostly, like, my time in Dayton, Ohio. But, um, but before people knew me in Dayton, Ohio, I was, like, had already had a bunch of crazy experiences, like literally, like died, came back to life. Um, I mean, like fighting, beating up, jumped, you know, seeing violence, you know, seeing people getting beat up, seeing you know just crazy stuff, seeing. Mostly my life was like, you know, not like around like gang violence or like just like fighting, like, you know, like me fighting, protecting my brothers. You know, my mom and dad would fight like, you know, in South Carolina, fighting people off us so we can go to school or the grocery store. So it was most of my life was just like scrapping. And people didn't know that about me. Like, you know, most people was like most of my life was spent really like fighting people bigger than me and. This is like doing like and not being like a and mostly like to defend myself. I don't even know what that shit was about most of my life as a kid, but like you know, I think you know the ghetto was always traveling with me. The hood was always traveling with me in my experiences as my parents were like you know navigating the world, and they weren't like bad parents. Like you know they weren't like people who were like like acting crazy it was just like you know just lifestyle my states other people that around them friends and it's like partying kicking it or you know neighbors the day-to-day stuff and you know so most of my life i lived on a military base so like the hood was like with you know it was in within the military base confined so i didn't really like live like like you know like, you know, in the hood, hood, until I probably, like, on a consistent basis until I came. Well, I lived in the projects in South Carolina, which that was always a crazy experience, just living with, like, roaches and fighting all the time. Chicks keying my mom's car because, you know, they was on some just foul stuff. Like, you know, looking over your shoulder, making sure, you know, hearing about people getting raw, having to get in your house a certain way. You know, watching who to talk to and stuff, just crackheads, all that stuff. Like, I just, like, I, yeah, I lived that in the projects in South Carolina. And, uh, but, um, like, living it, like, you know, we moved out the projects, though, down there into some apartments next to my grandparents in there. And so that kind of changed a little bit. But, um, I was always around the hood. The hood was always around me. I mean, even in the military situation. So, I'm not trying to um, bring up a bunch of bad situations and talk about, like, the hood from a level where, like, you know, it's all, you know, you know, all this bad stuff. I'm really talking about it to bring up just interesting situations that I've been in and then highlighting them in the sense of, like, no matter how bad or good 
or like how crazy they were. Like they had effects on people, and like there. And this was white people, black people, I've like Hispanic people, people with a little bit of money. Like I've lived around so many different types of people in the hood, and so it all affected us. It all made us think a certain way. It all made us move a certain way. So. um I'm not here to highlight a bunch of like woe is me. I'm not, you know, I try, I say that on a lot of stuff. I just more so create like experiences and how they lead to behavior or how they lead to mind states and how that just is like you know interesting and so in a hood how infectious it is and like how it just kind of clumps together and like mind states just I mean down to fashion down to music and so me when I finally like probably settled in the hood was um when I moved from South Carolina to back to Dayton Ohio we have been like all over the country a little bit from military and my parents got divorced and then still went a different a couple other states and then came back to Dayton and um it wasn't like, and I wasn't like I was like in the worst of hoods and all that. And people thought we had money, and it was like, nah, my mom just worked and she just wanted us to be clean. And we never had a lot of crazy stuff. We weren't like spoiled kids. I think if we were spoiled, it was anything on the fact of like love. Like, I think what kept us from having worse hood experiences because like we were like poor and we didn't have a lot. But it just kept from the fact that my mom had like taught me and my brothers a lot because I got two younger brothers taught us a lot about loving each other and then you know just having a just a wholesome love so like I had a lot of respect for her. <clears throat> excuse me I'm sorry I had a lot of respect for my mother and um I seen her put in work for me I've seen her fight grown men and like win like have us amazed like to prove that we me and my brothers deserve respect so excuse me I'm gonna drink a little water here But I've seen my mother, um, you know, I've seen her, <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen her get pretty busy in the name of us deserving respect. And uh, that earned a lot of respect for me. So, like, you know, and I've like, you know, I've heard people who were gangsters. I've heard people, anybody, like people who were poor, people who were out of their mind, like, when somebody close to you, like, you know, earned your respect or, you know, did a lot of things, that just meant a lot. And you respected that and you, you just you kept it there, especially in a in a place where it wasn't a lot of respect. So hood experience, a lot of times, you know, I think the outside world, people who haven't lived there or had experiences there, I think people sometimes look in and go like, you know, it's because of there's a lack of intelligence or there's savagery or and, and it's not because you know I'm from the city I'm from there's a part of it you know called the west side and the east side and I've heard white people admit several times that like yo listen like I've been to the west side I guess you want to say you know if black people they be stealing and robbing is bad but like yo like people are crazy as fuck and it's crazy violent as fuck on the on the on the east side like it's pretty bad like it's no difference it's more so what people were saying not like one is worse than the other it's like they get busy over there too it's pretty wild in certain parts over there too so and that's really a more the east side is a more white side of town the west side is you know a more black side of town in Dayton so you know a lot of people 
attribute like hood experiences and things that they don't understand to like you know excuse me i'm just killing you guys with the hiccups and stuff sorry but uh account hood experiences to um lack of intelligence or savagery and you know sometimes the acts you know they or the way people live and things people could look at it and see that but a lot of it is really stems from systematic stuff and stuff that stem you know it goes into all this stuff you know i don't even feel like getting to that but you know stuff from the past slavery and all these other things and some of the stuff that just not that stuff is done but there's a new system of system and uh and, it, and that's what keeps people in hood experiences. Now, that's not to just blame on white people. That's not what I'm saying, because a lot of these systems are just frame of minds, I think, that keep people confined. So and and I'm talking generationally to where people need to be, you know, spending more time building their families instead of trying to survive the world. Like a lot of black people don't get time to think of even think about, you know, building and equity and genealogy and passing down all this stuff because like they're like it's a survival thing and a, a lot of which I pretty think is pretty genius about how we flip it as black people is like we take our pain and we flip it like you know our some about our mental is that as we experience the things in the hood we can turn it into music we could turn it into dress I remember when I I majored in psychology and um in college and so I remember reading articles where psychologists I don't remember the names and all that stuff but psychologists were um, doing research to they didn't understand why out of all the people did black people have the highest esteem from they did rich people they did white people they did all types of groups of people but and when the groups of black people black people <laughs> had the highest sense of esteem and you know i think sometimes it's directed at some of the things that kind of get us nowhere but in all in all they said the esteem is, is intact the mind is and that's you know is able to achieve high esteem the person's being is able to achieve it no matter where they direct it even if it's what somebody would consider stupider or you know minute or not but hood experiences don't come from a lack of intelligence it comes from more like a lack of experience you know you know and uh hood experiences are not all bad you know what i'm saying it just even in good experiences in the hood they just confine you to just that so that's the only thing i think is bad about a lot of hood things good or bad is that no matter how good they are and some of them can get you money or the things you never dreamed you can get up but it just kind of confines you and like I believe every person on this planet is a tribe member of the world clan. I don't care what, who do what better than what. I'm a person who, like, loves being black. I, a lot of people know me white, black, or whatever, male, female, or, you know, like, I'm not a person that really promotes. I promote the best of myself, and I promote, like, the, anybody, because I have a lot of black people who have put me down because I wasn't, you know, living in the hood, you know, um... Like, people call me, like, white boy and stuff because, like, I was just, like, myself. Like, I was, like, people didn't even know, like, a lot of time, like, I could fight or, like, even if he was going to beat my ass, like, I'm going to put my best in or I, I like fried chicken. I like girls, you know. I like real cute ones. I like hood music. I just carry myself a little different. And most people didn't even understand that that was from just, like, kind of being, like, a person with what you would say had, like, just, like, high-functioning Asperger's. So it was, like, it was... A lot of things that people didn't understand about me, but in my hood, I had a lot of hood experiences and they were good and bad. And as I like kind of 
experienced them. I just always, I guess, took my hood experiences and then uh, reflected on them. I didn't like poverty. Poverty wasn't for me. Like, I don't, that, that is, and, and, you know, that's not about having a disdain for the poor. I just realized, like, when you wanted things, when you want, I was a person that wanted to expand my talents, explore my thought, and when it was always, we don't have the money, I, it would be like, what in the world are you supposed to do with yourself? So, Poverty never had to do anything to me with classism or like, you know, what people, you know, like a lot of people get money to prove stuff to people or power. It was like I always want freedom to roam myself. Like if I want to be smart, if I wanted to be athletic, if I wanted to be, you know, creative or whatever, I wanted just the means to be able to explore that. And I hated the way poverty felt. So poverty was one of the things like that was one of the things like it was. It taught me how to be tough. It taught me how to endure, you know, a lot of the times because I think people would think because we had clean clothes and iron and all that stuff or, nah, my mom just made sure she washed our clothes and she would go to the store called Value City and try her best to find and spend hours trying to find the best that she could. And that was just it. The Jordans and stuff was really just me going to work or hustling up ways to make money because I always, you know, wanted the Nikes, but nah, we weren't doing money like that and so like you know for me hood experiences what I say was the most sour taste was poverty and when I start realize poverty limited you on your when we start going out seeing how big and nice the the schools were like in the more nicer areas and being like yo like our school smelled like piss and and old staleness it, it was it was like wow like like I started realizing like I'm missing out on life so poverty was never about trying to um, you know, or having money for me when I was young was never about trying to, like, a, you know, I don't understand the whole classism thing. I just don't understand comparing money. I just like, yo, if I wanted to be a person who wanted to play the flute, I just wanted to be the means to take my time and put my life into playing the flute and have the means to be able to do so. And so it was, had nothing to do with anything else but being able to Money is is what I perceived at very young was the resource at which I could explore myself. I, and I, you know, I'm still just kind of like that. I don't perceive it as... It meaning I don't want my money to mean nothing to you. You ain't your damn business about my money. I, you know, as I got older, it's like, why would somebody need to know about my money? Like, you know, if I was a billionaire, I don't think that's something that need. I would rather be like, we don't know how much he's worth. I've there. I don't know if that's a way you can do that, but I'm rambling a lot all through this. But you know, hood experiences. I I, I didn't. My mother and I and us didn't experience poverty because. My mother was a pretty intelligent person, really. And, you know, I don't think it was because she lacked intelligence. I just think she lacked places where she experiences where she could place her intelligence and it confirmed for her, you know, that she could do this or that. I just think she was trying to survive, you know, trying to provide, you know, trying to, you know, will and deal. And, um, you know, for me, I, you know, I didn't have, like, I know people who've had, like, way worse hood experiences than me and, you know, where it, uh, like, violence or stuff like that, where violence was way crazy for them or, like, abuse. And so, you know, they all, like, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to say I'm just a hood connoisseur on all hood experiences. That's not it. I've had my run-in with the devil there. And, um, and there were people who went through things that humbled me and I was, you know, and to hear things and... But all in all, 
I'm not even I'm not coming to anybody's defense. I'm not coming to you know, even trying to get into particular of what's going on, just hood experiences. You know, I always try to explain to people and especially when I meet people who are not black or are not from the hood, like it's not a lack of intelligence. I wanted to be intelligent. You know, I was a kid who was like getting into medical school programs and, you know, reading about the eye and getting into just like science programs. Like when I was like 16, I was like in a laboratory and, you know, Wright State University and like cutting these rat, these, these, uh, these rat brains that had we that had put into like these gelatin like cubes, wax cubes. I'm sorry, not gel, wax cubes, and they had been exposed to certain amounts of pressure, and they wanted to see how, you know, deep sea diving was uh, going to affect people's oxygen pass- passages and brain and blood vessels and all this other stuff that we were, you know, that we were doing. And I was in there like having to like cut the brain into like less than a damn near a centimeter thick and and with this little tool that was like very like hand mechanical you couldn't it didn't have anything that guided the accuracy like you had to set the eye to be accurate and cut this wax and you know so you can put it on these uh put it under the microscope under these little slides and things so I was like I, and then like leave after that and go play I would do that all the way up until 5 o'clock and then like go play the rest of the day in the hood with drug dealers to play basketball like you know it was like my life was interesting and um and um hood experiences I like I say I'm not trying to sit here and justify any or not but I do believe you know me being a black person and being there with black people and I've seen a lot of people that were misunderstood that misunderstood themselves and like even people people would have perceived as violent it it had to do with just lack of experiences and exposure to certain things some people really just grew up in a place to where if you know a lot of people don't care about the hood so you have to understand there's a back turn to it so that like crimes and certain things people are not just committing crimes in the hood crimes are happening to children in the hood Crimes are happening to grown people or people. There are people walking around like it's not just people committing crimes like black people just do not want to commit crimes. And a lot of the times when people are committing crimes in the hood is being driven by being hungry or being desperate that their children are going to go hungry. It's not just some lack of savagery. I mean, lack of like it's just I mean, some lack of humanity or humaneness where there's a savagery and a lot of that. You do have some like, excuse me, like you got some niggas that's like, yo, this nigga's buck wild. Like, leave him alone. Like, you got it. And that's and I've, that's I've been around the United States mostly a lot. And it's like, that's every race. Like, I don't care if you're black, white, Asian. You, everybody got that buck wild ass person that is with the shits and want to fight or want to do some crazy shit. That's been that's everybody. But, you know, it looks bad. It does look bad concentrated in the hood, you know, in those hood experiences where you see violence or you see things that people are constantly getting hurt. But, like, even in, like, gang stuff, a lot of people think that gang members are people, like, you don't hear any blood going around randomly just killing, like, you know what I'm saying, like, people outside of something that don't have nothing to do with, like, certain territory and, like, and stuff, like, in that area. If a person is doing their shit, they just kind of stick to their stuff, man. You don't, like, you know, if you flipped it and white people were, like, it's like, you know, had the same, like, regular kids and stuff were, like, able to, you know, do the gang stuff. Like, you know, white kids were, like, on some blood and crypto, which you do have that. But I'm not saying, I'm just like, you know, a lot of them will be going around just randomly using that to just probably randomly kill people. Because that seems to be what goes on with that a lot of the time. And 
Like black people ain't doing nothing to nobody but themselves. And a lot of them is because they desperate in survival. Like, you know, people can be on drugs. Like, let me tell you something. There's a I live in the suburbs now. And, you know, I was like, you know, do I do fashion photography? So I kind of get into like the underworld world circuit of women around here. Like, like, a, just like not underworld. That's like I'm making it sound deep. Just like just like a just like meeting people that just aren't like everyday people. And, you know, that live interesting lives and like meeting these women and shooting them. A lot of them somewhere like still in high school, like, yo, white people did way more drugs than I ever heard of, that a nigga did, like, I, and that ain't even some picking some, some, some statistics, or like, I'm like, wow, I, it was like, you know, the stuff that they would tell me that they were into and doing, like, yo, I ain't heard, like, yo, niggas just smoke too much weed, and then in Friday brain, they don't even, like, like, acid and mushrooms, and I was scared as hell to that shit, like, to hear that shit, I thought that shit was, I didn't know, like, you know, so when we were living in the hood, so a lot of people, and you know, people there's crack, but then I would know that people, white people always tell me like, oh no, I know, I know somebody's uncle who was on crack and had to get fired. Like it was like, it seems in both places, drugs exist, cracks ex- exist, you know, motherfuckers that like to drink, uh, people that like to party, have sex, like women, men, you know, I've heard is, you know, it's just a lot of things going on out here that like, you know, and I'm not talking about like, I'm not trying to out nothing. There's nothing illegal and do nothing like that because I don't know nobody's business. It's just like, hey, people like to get them some booty. People like to drink. People like to party. People like to smoke weed and do stuff. Like, you know, people like to, you know, do stuff. Like, I've heard, you know, more crazy stories out here in the suburbs about how, like, their moms and shit, like, <laughs> would, like, leave them and shit to go be off with these rich men so they can feel young and shit. Like, I ain't, you know, that's the same much as anything going on in the hood. It's just like, the only difference I think is, is that you know what you know the suburbs has a system going to where like you know they got money they got you know people who even if they have problems they had people who could push them to get to college and systems that could support them so even with their dysfunction they had like you know some type of stability to you know if they, if they were dysfunctional cool they still had stability as far as like food water clothing you know all of that so I'm it, it you know I don't know I'm not trying to compare or make it anything it's just like the hood is is in the suburb I'm like it's the same things going on it's just different resources people want the same thing people want to go to school you know people want to go people want to go to uh, have houses and cars and people want to be wealthy it's just that some people don't have to experience what desperation is so I don't and I don't think those people I don't think any people who have a good experience, you know, or have good experience and people who support. I don't think anything I'm not going to make you feel bad and I don't think you should feel bad. I just don't think it should be like looking looked at when people don't have what you have is looked at like, yo, those savages like maybe it's not savagery. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not like these motherfuckers are real dumb and they can't read. Like sometimes it is. But I've met <laughs> I've met people from the suburbs that act like you didn't you didn't take the chance to want to read, did you? When they was doing that reading, teaching stuff, did you? You you. So it's like it seems to be everybody's can be dumb. Everybody can be poor. Everybody can be, uh, you know niggerish you know it just seems that you know it's really a choice and people take advantage because you know my assistant spent most of her time she didn't like the suburb she ran to the she's like fuck this i want to go to more of the you know to more of the hood side like that she didn't like her experiences here you know so and there were people trying to do the same to get the hell out to go to the suburbs and do crazy stuff or good stuff so 
I don't, I'm just saying that I don't think the hood experiences are not from a lack of intelligence or lack of, like, you know, humaneness or, like, you know, it, I mean, I think everybody has parts of their human race and ethnicity that lack that, but I think that people in the hood just have the experiences they have because um, they like the, you know, exposure to different experiences. You know, there's some people I've heard, you know, met, and especially while in college and people in passing that was had messed up in life and somehow somebody got them in college and they liked that experience. And I mean, and they completely turned around, went from like, yo, ran around getting gun charges or drug charges and somehow was able to get into school. And it was like, man, I'm like, I'm nerding it out. I'm reading. Like, you know, I met a lot of guys that I was in the hood and it threw me off the guys that I would meet at like Sinclair, this community college that I went to for a couple of uh, quarters and, um, well, no, a couple of, no, I went there like a whole year or so, but, um, Back in the day, and uh, that and um, they were like, I thought they were somewhere in the hood doing hood shit, and they were sitting there like looking like well shaven men because somebody gave them a chance and they got the hell up out of there, you know, they were themselves, you know what I'm saying. And uh, as they as they change into a new part of themselves, I'm saying like they was like, I'm gonna I'm go with the smart part of me, so it's not every but some people just like exposure to experiences. I didn't realize how cut off I was from experiences until I went to college. And then, you know, and then, you know, mostly for me, I knew that college wasn't for me and stuff at a certain point because it was just, you know, I finished and did everything. But it was like I wanted I just something in me burning to have more experiences. So I didn't know I feel blessed that I discovered photography and like I went and like experienced a lot of different things and met a lot of different. And I'm not talking about it wasn't even money or class, like, you know, the highest, you know, echelon or anything like that it was just like i went out and had so many different types of experiences with different types of people that i realized like man i haven't the hood almost robbed me of experiences i think if you stayed in just i met people who've just kind of been in this suburb that i live in their whole life and it kind of robbed them of experiences so hood experiences is like i say again is just like a crazy things that you know you know just as much as suburban experiences some of them make you tough you know i know like people thinking Black folks are so crazy because we need we fight like fighting and getting wild and knowing how to be you know get busy and stuff you know I think that's not just because black people are inherently violent it's just that when you walk out the house you know somebody may want your coat somebody may want to take your shoes somebody may think you got a snicker bar in your pocket and straight up raise up on you and take it so you have to have a sense of like I will defend myself. I will stand up for myself. Yeah, it get into buck wild situations when you may be at the club or you fighting with somebody. Yeah, that's and that and those depend on who it is and why you fighting in certain situations and you see people. But most black people know how to fight because you have to have it decided that you have to be able to defend yourself. And that's from people who want to prey on you, whether you use that that notion that you've decided on for good or bad. But it's just not because people are just inherently violent. Most people who get a chance to get out the hood, try really hard to stay away from there, you know, in a certain sense, like, you know, uh, if you get a chance to educate yourself, or I've met, I've seen a lot, I don't know, maybe the numbers aren't, you know, I, I'm not, I didn't do any research, but I'm pretty sure just the amount of people that I've seen get out the hood and like, be like, I'm good. I'm going to work or I'm going to stay away. I'm not doing no drink. I'm not following the footsteps of family problems and all of that. They really changed their, their lives. I think that doesn't go to say that you need to maybe even do the statistic work and say, would it be this or much of that? I think it goes to show that black people aren't savages that come out at night 
to want to scare the shit out of uh, white people. And, you know, I think, yeah, we are a little, uh, they, they seem a little aggressive. They got a lot of energy. It's not aggression that needs to be used towards anybody. It's a lot of the time that you live in a place that is a, like, I think all ghettos are just like New York City. I think it's like that. It's just a place that is aggressive. That is that, you know, that you don't have time to just kind of sit there and be, you know, twiddling your thumbs. You got to be able to think quick. You got to be able to move fast. You got to be able to stand your ground. You got to be able to talk your shit. And so, you know, I think that just comes just like New Yorkers. All New Yorkers. I've been in New York and, you know, little old ladies walking the street out of my fucking way, you know, just and it's not even on some starting fight shit. It's just like, hey, man, I'm out of my fucking way. So, you know. I think all ghettos are like New York City. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be able to let people know. You gotta be able to put your foot down. You gotta be able to keep moving. You gotta be quick. You know what I'm saying? And so I think when you're in a mode of survival, you'll do. You know, people will become a lot of different things that they didn't know. So hood experiences, a lot of times, do come about survival, or they become about you know you know maintaining or you know being aware of like you know who. Or what, you know, you know, can mainly just really take your life. You know, there's people who just like in the hood where, they, you know, they picked up a, a blunt, smoked it, and they walking around talking to themselves because they trusted the wrong person. So we hear those stories and we go, oh, no, nah, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to watch you. I'm going to like, nah, I don't need because, you know, I didn't. I was a person like, you know, they think like, you know, me, I smoking weed or whatever. I didn't person. I never smoked weed until I was almost 30 years old, like never picked it up, never thought about it really until I was about 28, 29. And so like it it because I thought for us and me and my friends, we thought that shit was like crack. We would be in this in the city playing basketball. All up. I done been to every damn hood in my in, in my city when I was a kid, like pull up, not scared at all. I mean, the soda bass. Arlington courts trying to play basketball trying to get I done been all over and like you know had like just one I've been in hoods I've been around people shooting drug dealers all kinds of stuff and I was like straight edge like I still enjoyed my life and wanted to do what I wanted to do and it was, I wasn't hanging around drug dealers it had nothing to do with drugs it was like sometimes they would hang around me like on something like you don't ever talk about drugs you're kind of smart or you're just kind of cool to talk to or you can hoop man and so we would just, we wouldn't even, they would put that, it wasn't even, we wouldn't even talk about that shit. It wouldn't even be, I didn't know nothing about that shit. And they respected that. And most of the people respected my mom. They knew she loved us. So people's kind of like, that lady's crazy. She'll run us over or something. So they just kind of, you know, I don't know. Like, I never, like, you know, not every black person wants to smoke weed. Not every, you saw a lot of people smoking weed. You know, black people are in for smoking weed. Like, if you lived in a place that was like New York City and you were cramped there, you knew not how to get out. Nobody was going to help you. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody to help you. You're probably going to want to be like, I'm going to smoke some weed, man. <laughs> it's just kind of what anybody I think would do if you were trapped in a situation like that to where you would just had nothing. And so... I just want to, this is a kind of, I think I kind of really rambled on this one because I didn't, you know, think it was something you could just talk straight about and you could just, you know, go into it talking about this and that because hood is, is kind of something you have to ramble about. I think it's like all over the place. It's good stuff, bad stuff. Because, you know, for me, like, I learned to be very, like, keen on paying attention to what's going on around me to a lot of senses or knowing, you know, how to move socially or like, you know, how to believe in myself, how to be confident. A lot of the time I walked up into a lot of situations where I'm like, man, you probably should have had a gun or a knife. And I was like, I went in nothing. It's not that I was tough. I just believe that 
hell, if I couldn't think I could whoop your ass, I bet you I'd outrun the hell out of you. So, you know, I just always, I realized the hood made me tough, and I appreciate that. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a, you know, I'm not with, I'm with the shits guy, but it's like, you know, it made me, like, tough mentally is what I'm saying, like, able to endure and believe in myself and push through and have, like, instead of a crumble mentality. So there's good things you get from it you know i think there's some people like i there's some people who had experiences in the hood to where they never want to go back never want to think and i'm and it was that bad and i think that's the way it should be for them but i don't think the hood is a place that is uh just the way it is and gives the hood experience because you know all of those people are just lack intelligence or dignity or those loud or they with their hip-hop and their gangbanging like white people love guns listen i didn't even know this shit like white people love their guns just as much as the the black people do like it is the same thing everything is the same thing it's just one thing looks like another and the other is just you know maybe like you know lacking like i say the hood is lacking resources or lack certain things that you know helps it but you know because I think where the hood lacks resources, I think in experiences, I think the the suburb does too. Because sometimes suburban people be so caught up in they living, you be like, hey man, like you've been living on some kind of planet or something. You don't even know how to deal with somebody that don't look like you. That's crazy. Like I don't understand with that. But hopefully, I didn't ramble on too much and you know and give a whole little notion that i'm being you know i i was all over the place kind of a little bit but it was just kind of giving notion. that's kind of what the hood is every day man and it's like you know i live in the suburbs and had some weird experiences here too with people and you know white or black and you know it doesn't matter and it wasn't a lot of times shit wasn't even about some racial stuff or something like that it was you know so i think the same thing is going on in the hood that it is in the suburbs it's just that you know if uh if the suburb and people if these rich people especially got all this money and they they can be dysfunctional and they can be crazy as hell that i've understood but that doesn't they just may be able to still go out and say i still know how to do business so that i can make sure that i eat or live or make money or enjoy my cars or clothes and be able to pass that even in dysfunctionality pass that one financial notion down generations and then be able to take care of them that you know so where if even there's dysfunctionality there's still some form of stability and sometimes you know just given all the experiences that go on in the hood there's never been no experiences you know even the, the concept of the ghetto was and this is not even trying to talk about you know like jewish people or anything but like it started with jewish people of systematically putting people in the area to where you know poverty was just almost like a like an invisible gate you had to do so many things like to get out of it you could walk through it but you'd have to do a lot to just walk through out of, out of it and so that that i think that concept of the ghetto got passed down to i mean i'm sure that that the concept of the ghetto didn't start with jewish people but like the whole the calling it the ghetto and it looking and working a certain way that kind of started a lot like you know with jewish people and so like you know that system definitely got passed over to black people too if you can rob a person of their reason because jewish people got money and so you know or and even if them if they're not as rich as one another they just know how to do things not to live just in a certain way especially collectively if they when they when they get together so I think they were an example of showing that if you rob anybody of a resource and put them in a situation that it, that they have to survive that 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 type of systematic you know approach to life to where like yeah life is very much so about survival you know rather than just being able to think and build and you know and trust like you know 
it's the same. It's going to be a ghetto for whoever you put in there. So, you know, hood experiences, man. I've had a lot of them. And, you know, most people think, like, I talk the way I talk or act the way I act because I'm not hood. It's just like, or I'm, I'm like, I really, like, I, I tell you, I'm like a functioning nigga. Like, I'd say, I love where I'm from. I love the big booties. I love even sometimes the attitudes. I love the, sometimes the, the way we come off. I love the the humor. I especially love black folks, our humor. I love the way we, you know, the way we choose to be and laugh and raise our kids. I just, I don't think there's nothing wrong with the ghetto in the sense of like, I wish it was the way it was, except minus that we killing each other and abandoning our children. Like, yo, we still, let's let it be slumping in the 22s and the going around. Let's stop killing each other, though. Let's start protecting each other. You know what I'm saying? I just think, and that's not no hug and talk. It's just, it's like almost like ergonomics, man. Like, let's just stop the, the, the shit that is not, that is tearing our numbers down. Like, you know, and it's not to raise up and take something from white people. It's like, I'm not trying, I'm a, anybody knows me, like, I'm not trying to preach so we can be taking nobody, you know, those territory. I'm just like, you know, which we should be able to approach life happily. We should be able to live life well. And I don't think we should steal from nobody and take from nobody, I think, because there are a lot of other people who come to this country and live well. So it's just like as a group. So I just think, you know, I know for like I said, I'm a. I love all. I love who I am. I love what the hood made me. I, I wouldn't probably want to went through what I went through anywhere else, except for in, in any way else. I like who I am. I like what I've been through. I had to leave a lot of things behind in the hood and grow out of it, but I don't have any problem with what I became. And I want to be intelligent. I want to be. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I want to be. You know. Um, rugged i want to be sensitive as well and like people like you know that's one thing i don't really agree about the hood is what you don't get this chance to be it's like i know for me as a person i got to go through all my emotions if i got to cry i got to cry if i if i want to tell you i love you if if like if i if i got to look soft if i got to wear colors if there's a young part of me if there's an old part of me i got to go through every emotion about me mentally and emotionally and so that's the one thing that probably was also different for me than most people where I was at you know I didn't have any problem expressing myself expression like I gotta do it or I feel like I'm like it's like it's over for me but you know I'm a functioning <laughs> niggaholic <laughs> I ain't gotta and, I, and that's not saying like I'm on some I, I gotta be around some crazy shit all day like I know where I'm from I like who I am I don't have any problem with trying to hide anything about me that may come off like that but I also know my table man there's two of my etiquette I know there's a time and a place for all of that so I just you know I just don't agree with looking down on who I am because, like, white people got some crazy shit going on for them. And this is, like I say, it's not trying to talk about, like, white people, but, like, y'all got, like, Hitler was white, you know? (laughs) Jeffrey Dahmer was white, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Like, a lot of white people got a lot of crazy shit that white people done done and and, and the white people still rep they said. They still, I like who I am. I represent the people that I've done. And not if you know, and I'm not saying you represent those bad people that I mentioned. I'm saying that even in spite of having a couple of bad apples in a bunch, you are never ashamed to be who you are. And I believe that is the, especially as being Americans, that is the right that anybody is afforded. And I'm not going to be ashamed. I, I think we got some pretty cool stuff going on too. And niggas do act a fool. And you know what I'm saying? They need, and they need to wash their ass and and, and 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 get educated and do that. And just as well as any other white person do. I'm just saying, I'm not ashamed of where I come from. And I'm not ashamed. I'm just um, more so, like, I'm just hopeful that, you know, my people can just, like, you know, get to a point. Wash your ass, man. Like, take care of your kids. Make sure they wash their ass. Teach them the kinds. It is, to me, a mental notion to want to wash your ass. 
teach them to wash their ass, teach them to go to school, teach them some some basic human things in life. That don't even mean about babying them and just like teach them, teach them how to care about themselves, teach them about esteem. I think every white or black needs to do that for themselves. And so, but you know, no, I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a functioning. A black person I ain't got no problems in that and you know people say stuff too also about like you ain't black you this and I like you know listen I believe I have my beliefs and you know I'm not a religious person I believe there is a higher uh energy governing all of this from another realm and I believe everything manifests and sometimes and it's in sticks like you know the word nigga I'm a person like the nigga thing I'm like um like hey listen I think that's some crazy shit how white people try to tear black people down with that and that shit turned around to white people ain't even comfortable using it. I'm like, that is hilarious. And that that's hilarious. And um I feel like, man, that, you know, God turned that one on around. Look at that. And you know, so like with being black, you know, this is my concept of looking at things. The universe as we live in is enveloped in blackness, at which I think to balance that out, light has to prevail. We are the black people at which light has prevailed through us. Producing music, lifestyles, changing the world, whether the people stole it from us or not and gave us credit. No, I don't care about who gave credit or not. When I see that a black person can do something, I see the fact that that speaks hope that, yo, we all got that in us. And this is not against nobody. Like, you know, like I said, it goes into things and, you know, making, you know, changes in the medical industry and, 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 you know, sports and, you know, movies and like this. I don't think black people have stepped into every arena that white people have had. And we ain't caused no problems, really. Y'all still getting y'all money and stuff. I'm not trying to preach a takeover. Like, hey, man, y'all still going to probably be the ones. Y'all got so much head start on making this money. Y'all probably always going to lead the bunch. But I still don't think that people can't live well. And so, you know, I, I ain't got no problem being black. The light prevails through me, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And I ain't talking. And I think in the light prevail, and it should prevail through anybody. And it, it ain't saying that just because it prevails through me, it prevails less than anyone else. I just think that black people ain't no throwaway. We are not a, like, you know what I'm saying? We are not aborts. We are not like we are not. We are not that. We We are people. And we came here to live and prosper just as well as anybody else does. So, you know, I think, you know, I'm preaching a lot of different things, but, and I, excuse me, not preaching in the sense, I'm just, it sounds like I'm preaching a lot of different things, but, you know, I'm just speaking to a lot of different things of just like, hey, man, I love myself. I have no problem with what I am. And anybody knows me, I don't push that off on nobody. I'm very respectful and mannerable and intelligently spoken. And in any other situations, I like to kick my other stuff too. I was like, I'm not, you know, I don't care about the abonics and the broken English and like all that stuff. I'm like, you know, hey man, like I ain't my native language ain't even English. I'm I'm not gonna ever feel so happy. I don't want to set out to master English, man. <laughs> you know, I don't want to shit on it either. But because because I got to speak it and teach my son and stuff to speak well and all that. But you know, I don't know, man. I'm rambling, but you know, I hope everybody is uh, living well and uh, prospering, and you know. You know, do you? And this ain't no message to say that anybody is down or up. It's just saying I'm just not going to feel down just because you need me to. Mm-hmm.